So there was an earthquake in Morocco that has claimed thousands of lives as we speak and the country is going through heavy devastation. However, what is standing out is the president of Morocco is not taking aid from just anybody. The country is very picky and it doesn't want to come off as a poor country that is heavily dependent on aid. And so they're very categorical in who they're taking aid from. Hello there, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode of our conversations. My name is Ndero Ganga. I'm a business journalist by profession. I love coming on here and having conversations with you guys about Africa, black people, our empowerment and how we can rise up and take our rightful place at the global stage. Now, most recently, there was a very devastating earthquake that happened in Morocco and the damages are just out of this world. You know, it will take a lot of time to build back the infrastructure the businesses, the livelihoods, but also it has claimed so many lives. And in instances like this, countries are always in need of humanitarian assistance. And when you're in such a situation, you need as much aid as you can. And rarely do you see people saying, I don't want aid from me. I don't want aid from that person. You just take as much help as you can because of the situation that you're in, not Morocco. Morocco is very keen on who it's taking aid from. And there could be politics to it, but I think it's very important that Africans, Morocco is setting the, the pace, that Africans need to be very discerning with who you take help from. And I'll tell you why. Aid is a shackle. Aid is a shackle that has, that has held Africa captive for years and years and years on end. It takes such calamities. And the moment you allow aid that is not short, sharp, and targeted to come into your country, kaput, you're done. Why? Because the Western powers have understood the, 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 how to manipulate aid. You know, they know how to manipulate it in a way that you think they're helping you, but they're not helping you. And in no time, you literally become dependent on that aid, you know. And even if you don't become dependent, then because they gave you aid in your most vulnerable times, then it opens a door for unconventional relationships where they sort of have an upper hand over you, you know, because we helped you. Oh, you need more help? Oh, we can actually do that, but our multinationals must set up in your country. Oh, you need more help? We'll gladly give it to you in the form of this and this and this. For as long as when you're setting up your rules, this is what you have to do. When you're changing your laws, when you're setting up your laws, this is what you have to do. I'll give a very practical example. A country like Kenya, there are parts of Kenya that are heavily dependent on aid. You know why? Because the aid that comes on the continent is not geared towards winning Africa off of aid. It's aid that is meant to get you addicted to aid. Aid should be developmental in nature, as Professor Jeffrey Such taught us in school. It should address the need. It should address the core. You know, you can have temporary aid to help calm the situation, but address the core. You understand? If 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 say you're struggling with famine, instead of always giving you food, I need to have a conversation with you guys on how do we go from rain-fed agriculture, or if you start struggling with food insecurity, how do we go from rain-fed agriculture to irrigation so that even during the dry seasons, you can rely on irrigation, you can rely on greenhouse farming, and you'll have sustainable flow of food. If you're having a crisis with healthcare, in the meantime, we'll give you drugs. But in the long term, how about we settle for an exchange program where your students come here and learn about modern medicine? So in the next five to 10 years, you're self-sufficient and self-reliant, but no, they will ensure they keep giving you drugs and 
in, in small batches so that you keep going, you keep begging, and every time you go to ask, they ask for something in return. Every time you go to ask, they ask for something in return. That is how aid works. Damisa Moyo has spoken about this in her book, Dead Aid. And she says, Europe has been given aid. It was short, it was sharp, it was targeted. They knew what they were doing when they were helping Europe. It was meant to cushion them and then get them out of that situation. But in Africa, it's like a long form mattress that you roll out with bits and pieces that your body touches the floor. And when your body touches the floor, you have to go and beg for another piece of mattress and it comes with conditionalities. And I think that whatever the case, however Morocco decides to interpret this, I think it's also very good that African leaders realize that whatever resources you need to solve your problems are within and also being very careful of who you take aid from because more often than not it always comes back to haunt you and not in a good way thank you very much for watching say a prayer for the people of morocco because this is a very devastating time for them i'm 100 percent sure there are organizations that are doing charity work that you can donate to if you find this in your heart to help these people because their lives have just been turned upside down please do and uh, if you'd like to connect with me on social media i am at ondero ganga or you can come over to my youtube channel and see what i do i tell stories of people who are relocating from abroad and trying to find and reconnect to their roots on the african continent where the air is fresh the food is straight from the ground the scenery is green and everybody looks like you so nobody will judge you based off of the color of your skin. Find me on YouTube at Ondero Oganga. I'll see you again next time.